Right. Good morning, Edge Church. My name is Amanda, and I want to welcome you this morning. If you're new, welcome. If you've been here for years, welcome. We love you. Um, I also just want to share. Hi, Judah. Um, last week, we had an amazing family service, and I just want to thank all you kids for saying yes and using your gifts the way God has gifted you in all the ways, by far one of my favorite services of the year. So thank you, kids, for doing that. And today, we're going to continue in our series called The Reset, where we're talking about and learning what it looks like to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And so I'm just going to pray for us, and then I'm going to invite Steve out, who's going to continue in that series talking about um, our gifts and our talents. Father, God, I thank you for how great you are. Lord, we sang this morning that you know the names of the stars. And I thought, yeah, and you know each of us by name. God, I thank you. I thank you that you know each of us by name. You know exactly how you created each of us so uniquely, so gifted in what you have for us. And so, Father, I pray that in each of the hearts in this room, that we would be able to position our hearts in a way that we can receive all that you have today, because you are a great giver, and we're here to receive all that you have. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. How you feel? Everybody doing all right? Yeah? Okay. Anybody doing like exceptionally good today? Ah. Ooh, yeah. That's good. Welcome to The Edge, everybody. <clears throat> My name is Steve Anden, and I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, if you're new this morning, uh, or you're just newer and you're kind of checking us out, uh, good to have you. Everybody else, welcome back. I got one uh, announcement for you today before we jump into the message that I'm super excited about because it's actually one of my favorite things that we do. Um, and that is coming up on Sunday, June the 30th. So the last Sunday of this month is going to be a baptism Sunday. Um, yeah, and, and so what I, what I exceptionally love about this is what, something Aurora does, and I love that about our city, is on these fifth Sundays, um, churches throughout Aurora, they gather together for a time of worship, a time of communion, and a time of celebrating baptisms. And so, so it's kind of like a shared event. I love it in the summer because we meet together down on the Fox River, and we just all gather around right there and dunking people. It's just an awesome time. If you haven't been there, you want to come, uh, you want to be a part of that, but, but also then to anybody who's here this morning, um, if you haven't been baptized, and, and, and baptism now, let me just say baptism is a public declaration that we make um, to declare to anyone and everyone that I belong to Jesus. Uh, ba baptism is, is something where, where we just publicly declare that my identity is in Christ, my worship is for him, my, I put my hope, my trust in him, and I don't care who knows about it. And so it's something then that we do in obedience to what Jesus invited us into when Jesus was getting ready to go back, uh, leave uh, earth to return to heaven. 
He said, listen, go and make disciples of all nations and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so if you're here this morning, you've never been uh, baptized, I want to invite you to take that next step in your faith journey with God. And if, and if you're interested in that, or you're like, I just want to find out more about that, you can talk to me. There's information on the handout that you received, and there's also information on our website at edgerora.com. So even if you're not, though, come out, because I'll tell you, how many, how many of you guys have been out there before for those? Is it a good time or what? Yeah, okay. So, so you want to be there. Trust me on that one. Okay, um, second, uh, I just, we're, we're, all my kids in the room, can you guys just stand up for a second? All the kids, where's all my kids here this morning? Can you guys just stand up? Hey, kids, um, I, I got a couple things I want to say to you, okay? One, first off, I got to say, like, you guys are awesome, okay? Like, like, last week was awesome. And you guys, thank you so much for sharing with us last week and for dancing, for singing, for bringing the word, for all the stuff that you did. And um, we're really glad to have you. And for those of you guys who don't know, when we go into the summer, uh, we have our, even our kids' uh, grades, kindergarten and up through uh, with us uh, during the, the service. And kids, really glad to have you guys. And so I, I, I believe that God has stuff that he wants to say to you. And I want you to pay attention because I actually have something that's for you during the message today, okay? Something that I want to give to you, all right? So but if you're not paying attention, you're not going to get it, all right? Okay, kids, you with me? Kids, give me a shout out, kids. Where you got, kids? All right, thank you, kids. All right. (laughs) As Amanda said, guys, we are continuing this morning on in our primary series for 2019 that we're calling The Reset. Uh, uh, This series is really all about getting us back to the foundation and the essence of our faith in Jesus that we find in the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. The Great Commandment to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love others. And then our mission, the Great Commission, to go into all the world and make disciples of everyone and anyone. Uh, we, we've already looked together, if you've been around, at what it means to, to love God with all of our, our, our heart. We've talked about what it means to love God with all of our mind. If you've missed any of that part of the series, I'd encourage you to go uh, on our website, edgeworld.com. Give those a listen. Um, they will bless you. Uh, but right now, we are talking about loving God with all of our strength. And our strength, if you remember, uh, simply is that which God has given to us. It means to, to steward what God has put in our hands. Uh, if you remember uh, that we've been giving you these, these statements, these identity statements throughout the series for heart and mind and soul and strength. And our, our strength statement for you, this truth for you to hold on to and, and memorize and think about and meditate on is, is simply this. All that I am and all that I have is a gift from God to steward for his glory. Okay, so if you don't know, man, if you miss everything else, In this series, write that one down and hold on to it. Okay, let that be something you chew on. All that I am and all that I have is a gift from God for me to steward for his glory. A couple of weeks ago, if you are here, Tim Kaiser gave a great message on on glorifying God and stewarding our resources. And and this morning, I want to talk about our gifts and talents. And so if you guys would... um, I just want to pray. I, want, I just want to ask the Lord to speak to us. I want, I want to ask, and I want to invite you into that as well. So if you could stand with me. Um, and I want to pray, and, and as I like to, uh, I want to invite you to pray and, and just ask the Lord 
to speak to your heart what he wants to say to you this morning. Uh, is anybody else with me that if we show up to church and God doesn't speak to us, we kind of wasted our time, yeah? Okay, all right, so good. We're all on the same page. So, so what, what my hope and my prayer for all of us this morning is that you don't hear me say something good, okay? It's that you hear God say something that's for you, all right? So let's pray and let's invite the Lord into our time and ask him to speak to us. Father, thanks for this morning. God, thank you for your love, your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your truth. God, thank you for your word to us. God, this word that is living and active, Lord God, that, that divides between spirit and soul, Lord God, that, that, that sorts us out, Lord, that informs us and transforms us, God. Lord, we just ask this morning, God, I just come before you humbly but boldly, Lord God, to ask that you would come in power, that you would come in might, God, that you would bring forth your word, and God, let it resonate in every single heart in this room. God, that we would be changed and transformed by you. God, we need your word more than we need anything else. Lord, you said that, that your word is literally bread for us. It's life for us. So God, would you come and would you speak? And God, I thank you this morning, Father, that you love to be with us. You love to meet with us. You love to encounter us. And God, you have so much to say. Give us ears to hear you today, God. Would you just invite the Lord wherever you are, just tell him, Father, I want to hear from you today. Just say, Lord, would you speak to my heart? Would you just tell him, God, I'm listening for you. God, we're listening for you this morning. God, teach us. God, and give us hearts that are soft and open and willing to receive from you. God, thanks for this time. Have your way in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can have a seat. So we're talking about gifts, we're talking about talents, and maybe some of you are already in the room like, well, this message maybe doesn't apply so much to me because I don't feel like I'm all that gifted and I don't really feel all that talented, yeah? Uh, let me tell you, one of the things that I love about God and I love about his word to us is that he tells us that not only did he create us, not only did he knit us together in our mother's womb, the scripture says, so that, which is to say that he knows us intimately, but, but it also tells us that he made us purposefully, that, that God uniquely gifted each of us, that includes you, to bring forth into the world and, and to the church something that only you can bring. And this is a truth that you'll really, you will find all throughout Scripture. The Apostle Paul, this is a common theme that he speaks about um, in his letters to the church. And in fact, in Ephesians, uh, the book of Ephesians, where we're going to look at mostly today, in chapter 4, uh, verses 7 to 8, the Apostle Paul says this. Listen, he says, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. Now, when Paul writes here that, that we have been given grace, he, he's not speaking here about saving grace. We all know that we're saved by grace. This isn't what Paul's talking about here. This, this word here, this Greek word, charis, it, it has a few different meanings in the New Testament, but specifically here, it means to make glad by gifts. Okay, so, so Paul is, is writing about, about to each of you have been given gifts of God's grace, okay, a gift from his 
grace. Which is why then in verse 8, Paul has this sort of strange quote from Psalm 68 verse 18. And he, and he uses that quote because the imagery is that of a conquering king. In that day, in that time, after a king would uh, have won a great victory, they would go to the highest point, uh, the biggest hill, and they would bring all the people to gather around as they would parade in front of the people. They would march and they would bring with them and parade before them all the captives that, that the king and the army had freed and brought back to their homeland. And, and, and then as a result, um, the king would also then give to the people, he would, he would pour out the spoils, the rewards or the gifts from their victory to the people. And, and so Paul, what, what he's doing here, what he's saying to us is that, that this is what Jesus has done for us through his life, death, and resurrection. That, that Jesus comes and, and he not only rescues us from our enemy, the devil, he not only saves us from sin and death, but he also saves us to life. He also sets us free and then he gives to each of us gifts. And so when Paul says that we have each been given grace, he's saying that, all of us have been given gifts of God's grace. Uh, the grace part means that these are gifts you didn't earn. These are gifts that you don't necessarily deserve. It's not, they're not given to you because of your works or your efforts. They are gifts to you from the goodness of God. Okay? So, so again, in Jesus, through Jesus, because of Jesus, all of you are gifted this morning. Okay? You're welcome. Congratulations. All right? You hold on to that one. Um, now, now all, all of us are born with some intrinsic gifts. Yeah, intrinsic meaning that there are just some things that you're really good at, okay, that, that you do, they, they just come naturally to you, okay? Anybody in this room good at math? Like, you're just like, you're just good with numbers. You're a num you're weirdos, okay? But like, Seriously, though, that, that's not my gift, but it's impressive. How, how about, like, like, creative gifts? Like, you're, you're an artist. You paint, you music, um, writing, all that kind of stuff, right? That's you? Yeah. How, how about maybe, like, you, you, like building things? You, you just naturally know how to put things together. Is that anybody in this? Keep your hands up. Everybody write those people's names down, right? So you can call them later, right? Um, how about, like, just athletic-based stuff? Like, you just picked up a bat and could hit a baseball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, like these are intrinsic giftings, okay? Uh, these are things that you really didn't, I'm not saying you never worked at them, but you were just good at them, okay? They just like came naturally to you. You were born with these. God made you that way and he gave you those abilities. And, and then in Jesus, scripture says, through the Holy Spirit, God then adds to you even more gifts than you had when you started, these things called spiritual gifts, okay? A gift of his spirit. And about these, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 and 7, he says, listen, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it's the same God at work. Now to each one, there it is again, each one, meaning everyone, okay, each person, you included, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So everyone has been gifted. And, and notice what it says. It says different gifts, the same spirit, different kinds of service, the same Lord, different kinds of working, but the same God. And, and what he's getting at is, is something really important because he's telling us, he's teaching us about being gifted. 
okay, and about having a gift. He's saying that, that these things that you call gifts, you could also call in some sense service in verse 5 or working. In other versions it says activity in verse 6 or, or called manifestations in verse 7. So in some ways if you're sort of wondering about your gifting, how am I gifted, what you could say is that your gift or your gifts are the unique ways in which God serves and works and manifests himself through your life for others. And no, notice that it also says that they're different, okay? So, like, everybody doesn't have the same one, and that's a good thing. God, God actually loves diversity. He loves variety. We, we know that, that, that every fingerprint, that every snowflake, that every leaf on a tree or grain on, uh, of sand on the shore, everyone is different from the other. God doesn't make replicas, okay? So, and, and God made us like that, too. So, so in the same way, God makes you and I, we're beautifully and wonderfully made is what the scripture says because God has made all of us unique and he's gifted us uniquely so that in the same way that your physical fingerprint makes a matchless mark on whatever it touches, so too your spiritual fingerprint through your gifting makes a matchless mark on whatever it touches. God has gifted you uniquely to make his mark through you on the world and in the lives of others. So in some sense, you could say you're kind of a big deal. Okay? I mean, you're gifted. But before you get too big of a head about it, he also says, hey, this is grace, though. Okay? He's like, this is a gift of grace. So before you think too much about yourself, uh, just be reminded that this is God's doing and not yours. Okay? It'd be weird to brag about something that you actually didn't make happen. Right? Uh, I, I like to say, my, my wife, Tony, she's like an academic anomaly, okay, meaning that she's just really smart. Um, she's really good at school. We dated in college. Um, I was able to take a few classes with her. She always set the curve in the class. She was that person, you know. So, so you didn't want to go to school with her, basically, okay. And, and so if she, if she was ever like, oh, man, we got this test. It's going to be really hard. And then we get our test back. And I'm like, hey, how would you do? Feeling pretty good about my B minus. You know what I'm saying? Like my 80%. She's like, I got 104. I'm like, I didn't know you could get better than perfect. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know that was possible. But, but, but that's, just, that's just how she was in school. Okay, And I'm not saying she didn't work at all. But God just gifted her in that way. She's just always really good at school. It'd be weird if, if that all of a sudden she just started bragging about her A existence. You know what I'm saying? Minus that B in tennis. Uh, we won't talk about that. But, um, but it'd be weird if that she just bragged about that and missing the whole thing that like, hey, you didn't do all that. God did that. Okay? Like God gave you that gift. Like God made you that way. Paul says it like this in Romans 12, 3. He says, For by grace, the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. God, God knows that us in our flesh, we are all selfaholics. You know what I mean? Like we, we are all born with an addiction to focusing on ourselves. We, we love us some us. You know what I mean? And we, we either make too much of ourselves or, or we make too little, but either way, it's pride. And, and this works then, and how it works with our gifts and talents then, is, is that, that, that then we either make our gifts and talents like the thing, like, like look how awesome I am. Look how good I am. How come everybody's not as good as me? You know? Like, how come everybody can't do what I do? This is so simple. It's so easy. Right? 
but we don't see it as something that we didn't earn and something that we didn't deserve. And so we either make our gift all about us and how great we are on the one hand or, or, or on how insignificant we are on the other hand because we just don't think our gift's all that great. Or, or, or because uh, we, we don't feel like we're as gifted as we want to be or, or, or we don't think that our gifts get enough attention or recognition or, or, or we don't feel like we don't have the same impressive gift that so-and-so has. Paul says, look, don't do that, okay? And the invitation is to not just receive the gift that you have, but to receive it with great, receive it humbly, okay? It is to receive it in humility because there isn't a single gift that anybody has that God didn't give. No one was deserving. No one earned it. God did that, and he did it on purpose, and he did it for purpose. And your gift, whether you think it's great or you think it's small, all the gifts are working together for what God wants to accomplish. So there are no insignificant gifts given by God. Paul keeps going in Romans 12, in verses 4 through 6, he says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. He's just saying again, look, we're not all the same. We're different. It's cool. Deal with that, okay? Um, He says, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. He says, listen, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us Use them, okay? So, so one of the keys to being gifted is not simply having a gift, it's putting that gift to use, yeah? All right, kids, I told you I had something for you. Where's all my kids at? All right, kids, come down here real fast. I got, come, come down to the, just come right here, right down to the front, right here. Right here by these speakers, okay? I got something for you, okay? Come, come, come down here, all, just, just all gather right here real fast. All right, now, Kids, I, I'm going to give you something, okay, but you got to make me a promise, okay? Everybody, you, you guys promise me something? If I give it to you, you can only hold it. You can't do anything with it, okay? All right? Everybody got that? All right, what are we going to do with it? We're going to hold it, okay. So I got, what I got for you are, is, is one of these suckers, okay? So, so t- take one of these. Hey, parents, they're organic, by the way, so like... Uh, all right, go ahead, just take, take. Okay, all right, all right, nope, we got to hold it. All right, you guys, take, take, everybody take one of those. All right, everybody down here, take one of those. Okay, everybody down here, take one. Yeah, yeah, we can only hold it, though. You can only hold it. You can't, you, know, uh, you got to hold it. You got to hold it. You can only hold it. All right, take, take one, don't be greedy. Who, who needs one? Okay, hold it, hold it. Okay, all right, kids, you guys with me? All right, now. Who, did anybody not get one? Oh, you missed one, Midgey? My own kid over there. There you go. Here. All right. Okay. You didn't get one? Oh, guys. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, wait, all my kids. Now, I want you to raise your hand. Raise your hand if you think that giving you a sucker is awesome. Okay. Because it is. It's awesome. All right. Now, raise your hand if it's still awesome if you can never eat it. Mm, okay. so, so, so if all you got is a sucker, and I said, look, you're welcome. There's your sucker. You can never open that. You can never eat that. Are you excited about that sucker? <laughs> Somebody's like, I don't care. It's great. <laughs> right? Okay, you guys are making my point. Okay, so... So this is, what, this is what God's saying to us, right? Like, if you got a gift, 
but you don't open that and use it. What you have is an ineffective and kind of a worthless gift, okay? Because like that sucker was meant to be eaten, right? Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. And, and so when it's not eaten, it's kind of not much of a, it's not a worthy gift. It's not something that gifts were meant to be put into action. They're meant to be used, okay? Now, here's the other thing, kids, that you got to know, okay? So um, God also gives us gifts that aren't just for our sake, right? So, so God also gives us gifts because God wants to share through our life with other people, yeah? How many of you guys like to share? A couple of you do. I didn't think so. Okay, so hey, hey, we're, hey, we're going to practice it right now. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw, you're all going to take a few suckers. And you're going to go give them to everybody out there, okay? So take a few suckers. Go bring them to everybody else. Go, go bring them. Go bring suckers to people. Go, go, go bring some suckers to everybody, okay? Bring them. Go, go deliver suckers. Go say, here you go. Here's some suckers for you guys. Now you guys, now you guys are, pra- now we're practicing no, no, go give them. Go bring them. Go just put them in their hands. Go bring them. You got enough. All right, go, go, all right, go bring them. Go bring them. Go bring them. Go, go bring some. Don't, don't hog them all. Go bring some. They, they, they got more suckers than there are people in here. They just pocket them. They're just like, this is amazing. This is amazing. All right. All right, go, go, go. You guys are good. Okay, we're good. All right, kids, go find your seat, and you got a sucker. Now you may, if your parents say so, you may open that sucker, and you may eat that sucker only if mom and dad says you may, okay? You, uh, you guys. See, everybody. See, see, all right, hey. The, the way that it's supposed to work is that, that as God gifts us, other people are supposed to be blessed by us being gifted. Yeah? Okay, are you with me? So when God blesses you and God gifts you, the point isn't that you got blessed. The point is that God wants to use that gift to be a blessing to other people. Yeah? Okay. All right, gifts are awesome, yeah? Kids are like, I love this. This is great. Okay. Let's go back to Ephesians 4 now for a minute. All right, kids, awesome. Thanks for, thanks for delivering those. You guys, are, you guys are an awesome example. Parents are like, oh, no, my kid's got eight suckers. <laughs> we, we know which kid is yours by how many suckers are in their pockets. You know what I'm saying? All right, Ephesians 4, verse 11, it says this, it says, And he gave some to be apostles, and some to be prophets, and evangelists, and pastors, and teachers. One of the things that God says that he gives as gifts are people. Okay? God says, I'm giving to you a gift in the form of leaders. Now, that that doesn't always tend to bring up a whole lot of applause, um, but but God thought like that was actually a really big deal for us. That, that God would give people as gifts. Well, one of the things we have to understand is that people don't just have gifts. People are a gift. Okay? You, you need to know this morning that you are a gift. You need to know this morning that your leaders are a gift given to you from God. People are gifts. And this is so important because if we only see a person's gift as valuable, then we will end up using them for their gift and not valuing them as a person. 
okay? So, so if, only, if it's only the thing that they can do, then we will end up using them for the sake of their gift, but we won't honor and love and bless them and value and cherish them as a person. People are gifts. Leaders, according to God's word, are gifts from God to the church. And why did God give that? Verse 12, it says, to prepare God's people for works of service. Other translations say for the work of the ministry. One of the things that's important for us to understand is that God's intention is that every single one of us be ministers. Okay? Not, not just in the church, but, but, but everywhere. That, 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 that God's intention is that all of us are putting our gifts to use, okay, that, that the whole family of God, all the sons and daughters are offering their gifts in service and in ministry. You, you have been called by God to be a minister. I don't know if you knew that. And, and, and God says, look, I put leaders in your life to help you become one, to help prepare you and, and to help equip you and to help teach you and help you discover your gifts and, and put those to use. Uh, t- too often in the, in the church at, at large, people believe that it's the job of the pastor, of, of the leaders to minister, and it's the job of everybody else to be ministered to. And that's not how, how God made it to be. And so, so what the church ends up being is, is just as consumeristic as the rest of the world is. It really just becomes all about me. A consumer mindset says that the church and, and its leaders and, and all these people, they exist to serve me. A Christian mindset says they, that leaders in the church exist to equip me to serve others, including the church. A, a consumer mindset is always saying, hey, what can you do for me? What do you have for me? What are you going to give to me? Okay, A Christian mindset says, simply says, what can I do? What, what, God, what have you brought me to bring? A consumer mindset makes somebody a spectator. A Christian mindset makes someone a a participant. A consumer mindset looks more like a business transaction where the goal is to get the most out of for the least amount of time and resources and commitment put in. That's consumerism. A Christian mindset says, listen, how can I give my time, my resources, my ability to help be a blessing? A consumer mindset says, look, I'm here, so sing to me, preach to me, counsel me, encourage me, pray for me, support me, help me in my needs, me, 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 please do it for me. But in the Bible, that's not a church member, that's just like a leech, okay? That's a person who doesn't understand that God did not save you to simply sit, sulk, and sour, but that God saved you for works of service that Scripture says he prepared in advance for you to do, for you to be a minister, and the reason that God has given to you leaders is for you, for you to become one yourself, is for you to become a minister. Leadership, then, at the end of the day, is not about the accumulation of people. It's about distribution, not accumulation. It's about distribution. It's about calling everybody up into their gifting and what God has called them to do and releasing them into that. This is, this is I mean, from the beginning, if you've been at any of our gatherings, one of the things we've said from the beginning is our vision, the vision, people always say, what's the vision of the edge? We say, our vision is you. Our, our vision is you because our goal as leaders is to help you discover the gift that God has given you and learn how to put that into use for the ministry that he's called you to. That's, that's what we want to see happen. People don't just have gifts. People are a gift. We need to remember that. Let's keep going. Verse 12, it says, So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of God. What are your gifts for? To build up the body of Christ. All of us have been given 
by God, gifts, and, and, and the gifts that God have, has given to us, these are not gifts that are toys for us to play with. These are meant to be gifts that are tools for us to build with. Your gift was given to you so that through you, the whole body would grow, not just you. One of the things that, that we got to grab hold of that is that, that God didn't give me a gift for me, per se, God gave me a gift for us. God was doing something bigger than me in what he gave to me. God is doing something bigger in you than what he's given to you. Our gifts are for the benefit of others, and their gifts are for your benefit. And when all of us are giving our gifts and we're building up the body, my gift, your gift, that's then how all of us grow. It's how we grow. I need you and you need me. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. Like, like God created it to be that way. And I just think God was smarter than us. Because God knew that, that the only way, really, that we in our imperfection, our sin, in our pride, that the only way we were going to put down pride, put down our stones, put down our baggage to love and embrace and honor and serve one another is if we actually understood that we really needed one another. And we do. God's pretty brilliant. Now, for those of you who are here this morning, you're still thinking, well, I don't, I don't really know my gifts. I don't, I don't really know how I'm gifted. Let, let me give you a, a, some practical ways for you to find out, okay? One thing for you to consider is, is this. How has God uniquely gifted you to love and serve and strengthen the church? How, how has God uniquely gifted you to help build up the body? That's one. Your gift is really the way that you love, Okay? It's the way that you encourage and spur on and build up faith in others to pursue Jesus and his call for their life. That's your gift. And really, these are all different kinds of things, okay? And this comes in a lot of different ways, so you don't have to get... A lot of people are just like, well, I don't think I'm a preacher. So like, <clears throat> Good. <laughs> don't be a preacher, okay? But what is it? Is it... Is it just that you're really good at, at, at sitting with someone who, who's hurting and really, really listening to them? Kind of like, like Pastor Neil. Is, is, that, is that who you are? Is it, is it that you're really good with organization and, and putting things together? You love some spreadsheets like Deb Leslie. Um, like, is it contending for others in prayer and encouraging uh, them prophetically, right? Like, like a Ben Brooks? Uh, is it a grace just to love and encourage and be with kids or young people like Tony or Dan and Megan or Matt or Diane? Is it hospitality? Is it just that, that you, you're just great? You just are great at collecting people, having people over, really taking care of them and throwing great parties. That, that to me, that's Alex and Dora, wherever they're at. Like, you just want to hang out at Alex and Dora's, okay? Is it, is it just godly wisdom for everyday living, Right? That, that when you share, it just blesses people and encourages them in their walk. I think of like Mark Lurup in that. Is it speaking or teaching or, or praying or counseling or creating or, or, or whatever it is? Is there something that you do that when you do it, it builds up faith in others? And it's okay. You don't have to put a name on it necessarily. It doesn't have to be a label. Just how is the Holy Spirit working in and through your life to encourage people in Jesus and build up the body? Another way that you can figure that out, what your gifts are, is ask somebody. You know what I mean? Like, like ask some 
other believers who really know you, okay? Like, like leaders or maybe, maybe people in your community group or your community group leaders. Ask them, what gifts do you see in me? What is it that I do that just really seems to bless other people or encourage other people in their faith or makes people want to pursue Jesus more, right, or advances the cause of Christ in the world? What do you see? And then actually, crazily, listen to them and tell them to be totally honest with you, okay, right? Because if they're not honest with you, you end up like those people in the first few episodes of American Idol, right? Like we, we all know. That, I don't even watch that show after the third episode because I'm only interested in the people who can't sing, right? Like once everybody's good, I'm done with the show. It's over for me. But, but, but here's what's amazing to me about that is all those people who are there, they're there at the beginning because somebody encouraged them in that, right? So somebody was like, no, you got a gift, Right? Yeah, you, you, you got a gift. And they thought that they did, but they lied to them, okay? And that's not love, it's just mean, okay? It's mean. That what they should have said is, hey, brother or sister, like you're really good at math, not singing, you know? Let's go do that. Um, but since nobody loved them enough to do that, right, they had to find out on national television, and that's how it, that's how it ended for them. It should have ended a long time ago when they were like 12, you know? Some of you guys are like, that's so mean. What about their dream, right? How many of you guys know that not every dream is a God dream? Not every dream. Look, if your kid shows up, right, and tells you about their dream to ride a unicorn to the North Pole and see Santa, you ain't getting them a passport and some snow pants. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going you're gonna to re, help redirect and steer that, right, to a dream that's that's for them and aligns with their gifts, okay? So, so God gives us people to help us better have clarity and perspective around our gifts. That, that, that's one of the gifts of people in our life, of brothers and sisters in the faith. You, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but part of, this is part of the reason for why counseling is effective, okay? I, when I meet with people, I tell them this all the time. For whatever reason, we seem to see everyone else so well and ourselves so poorly. You ever find that to be true? Like, man, you could sit in a room full of people and net, just peg them. Oh, they got this. They're dealing with that. Man, they don't even know they're this good or have this guy, this guy. And then when it comes to us, we're lost. I can't see anything. And again, I think God did that on purpose because he made us to be interdependent. And so we need people to actually be who we really are. And so that's a gift of God's grace. Uh, another thing for you to consider uh, might just be that when you come to church, is there, is there something that really annoys you or frustrates you? Uh, I, I'll venture to say that um, that might not be the thing that you're meant to just be annoyed and frustrated by, okay? That, that might just be the very thing that God is being like, yeah, because I want you to do something about it, right? Because like I've uniquely gifted you to address that, right? Your gift is not annoyance and complaining. Uh, I hate to break it to you, right? But, but the reality is that you might just be seeing it and nobody else does because God has gifted you in that particular way. And, and so rather than be frustrated, use your gift, okay? You're welcome. I might have just helped somebody out right now, right? You walked in here this morning, you're like, I can't even believe, bam, gifted, okay? Now, l- let me just say something as a clarification here too, okay? Um, having a gift doesn't mean that it's the only way for you to love and serve. Like, 
My, my dad used to always say to us as kids when we were growing up, he would always say that being part of a family means contributing and helping out wherever you can. Um, and I hated that when he said that. Because <laughs> really what that meant was like, um, go cut the grass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go stain the deck. And I'm like, Dad, it's not my gift. I'm more of a talker. I don't really, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't do the, you know. And he was like, get outside, boy. You know, like, it, but, but, but it'd be wrong, right? It'd be wrong for us, for you as a parent, for your hungry kid to come to you and ask for something to eat. And you'd be like, look, I'm really sorry. Hospitality is not my thing, right? Like, you're going to be the super skinny kid on the block. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I just, it's not my gift. Find somebody whose it is, right? Like, like, having a gift is not an excuse for not doing anything else. Sometimes the real manifestation of the Spirit is simply to love and serve like Jesus in whatever way you can to be a blessing. Okay? So, so, so you watch kids, or, or you help people move, or you set up some chairs, or you give somebody a ride, or you make somebody a meal. Why? Because that's love, and that's humility, and that looks like Jesus. Additionally, what you'll find is that as you say yes to serving others and putting yourself out there, you might just find that you have a gifting or an ability to build faith that you did not realize you had. Sometimes the reason people don't discover their gifts is because they're not really doing anything. And so, so, so you have these people who are just sort of sitting around. And some people have sat in the church for a long, long time like that. And what they believe is that they're waiting for God to give them something so that they can do something. And in reality, God's just waiting on them to do something so they can see what they have. Try something. Don't, don't be afraid to just get out there. Be a little bit uncomfortable. Serve. Do something you haven't done before. Be willing. Be available. Uh, one of the best lessons I ever learned in my life was just show up and see. Just show up and see what could happen. Show up and see what God might do. Show up and see how God might use you. Show up. See how God might use you in the lives of other people and what gifts he might reveal to you, okay? You were made for that. You've been gifted for that very reason. God wants to use your life to build up his body and minister to the world. Here's the end goal, verse 13. It says, until we all reach unity in the faith and in knowledge of the Son of God, listen, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. In other words, he's like, look, at the end of this deal, we want to look like Jesus, that, that, that's the goal. That's what we're after. God wants all of us using our gifts to minister to one another so that we, the body of Christ, all of us are being conformed to the image of Jesus. And he says, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of him. Like, like God wants to get it all, okay? And, and he needs to use it all to get us there. And it's going to take every single one of us, okay? So all of us know Jesus, not just in our minds, but in our hearts. Not just in our, in our understanding, but in our experience. Not just in our intellect, but in our relationship, okay? That we know Jesus, that we look like Jesus, that we talk like Jesus, and we walk like Jesus, and we act like Jesus. We minister like Jesus, that when people look at you and when people look at us, they say, that looks like Jesus, God has made his church, us, the people of God, in our relationship and love for one another, the avenue or the vehicle by which God is revealing himself to the world. Ultimately, what he's saying, ultimately, everything 
is meant to be, bring us right back to the gospel. Everything is all about the gospel, about declaring and displaying Jesus, okay? That's why we give and serve and use our gifts. And if we do it for any other reason, it's not going to be enough to sustain us. I don't know if you found that to be true or not. But, but if, if it's any other reason than the gospel that compels us, it's not going to be enough to sustain us. We're just going to go back to being consumers again if our rootedness is not in the gospel. I, I, I don't know if this, you found this to be true in your own life, but guilt and duty are not lasting motivators. Anybody? They, they just don't keep us there. They, they work for a little bit. They just don't last. If I got up here and I preached to you about a great need and how great needs lead to this great opportunity or whatever, some of you guys would get really excited and motivated to do something. It happens all the time. It happens in culture, not just in the church. People get super hyped for a minute about a cause. Yeah? Just go on social media one time. Right? Everybody checks into the cause, and then they're done like six days later. Like, that, that's just how it goes, okay? Because the passion and the action, it, it doesn't last. It's not rooted necessarily. If I, were, if I were to be like, look, guys, we need more volunteers in Quest because you all have too many kids, okay? Which is true, okay? Both. We could use more and you have too many kids. Um, no, just kidding. Keep having kids, everybody. Love them. But, but, but if, I, if that was the message, some of you guys would volunteer. It'd be great. You'd be motivated with, when you started. And like three months down the road, you'd be like, this is a lot. Okay? I don't even really like kids. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I, I like to drop my own kids off at church so somebody else has my kids. Right? Like, whatever it is. Kids, no one says that. Your parents, they love it. With, so... Right? But, but like you could get motivated for a bit. But, but then after a little bit, you're just like, I don't, it's just too hard. It's too much. I'm too busy. I, got, I mean, once a month, that's a lot, right? Like, never mind, like you watch like 15 hours of Game of Thrones that week or whatever, right? But like, but, but that's just how it goes, okay? Because unless the gospel itself is informing and empowering you to empty yourself like Jesus for the sake of others and their knowing and growing in him, serving becomes just some other momentary hype cause. And it becomes something that ultimately is more about ourselves than it is really about others and is nothing more than just another good work to really serve to really use our gifts we need to have a gospel rootedness so that there can come from us gospel fruitfulness okay we don't graduate from the gospel we don't like ha we don't like receive the good news and then get to something else it is the good news it's always the good news it's all about the good news it will forever be about that good news okay it's all about jesus and people knowing him and people growing in him and, and if we want to serve for any other reason, it's going to not last very long. Here's how the Apostle Paul ends this. I don't have time to get into all of it, but so I'm going to jump to verse 16. It says, from him, that's Jesus, the whole body, that's us, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, listen, as each part does its work. God says, you church, you're like a body, okay? And, 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 
and in order for the body to be what it's meant to be, in order for the body to function rightly, in order for the body to move in all the ways it's meant to move, in order for the body to be healthy and strong and well and all of that, it takes all the parts, every single one of them, doing what they were created to do, right? Bringing what is theirs to bring. I, I don't know if you've ever had this before, but like, um, you know, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, Paul talks about how like when one part suffers, every part suffers, right? I, you ever like hurt your foot, like, like, like your toe really bad, and like everything in your body hurts, right? You ever had that happen? Like you can't even think about anything else because your toe hurts, right? So like, like that's what he's talking, like if, look, if one part of us, if one part of us isn't bringing our gift, if one part of us is off, if one part, like, like then, then we're all missing. And, and so in order for the body to be built up wholly, fully, being everything that God made us to be, it takes all of us bringing our gift in service. All of us come to Jesus individually, but all of us grow in Jesus together. And, and that's something that, that, that God's word just continues to invite us into. It's really easy, in, especially in our culture, to get into the habit of it's just me, or it's just me and God. It's just my relationship with God. But God's like, no, nah, that doesn't work. You, 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 you might be saved because of this experience, this moment, this trusting that you have in me. But for you to grow in me, that's going to require the family. That's going to require the body for you to grow. The question for all of us then this morning is not whether or not you are gifted. You're gifted, okay? Like, like that's not a question. God says you are. He has gifted you. The question for all of us is what will I do with the gifts that he's given what will I do with what God has entrusted to me for the sake of his name and his glory? I'm going to have Nate come back up. Uh, I'm going to close this this morning. We're, we'll close with prayer and a song and praise to God. But I just want to share this verse with you as we close. Because as I was thinking about, like, I, <laughs> we were talking even earlier um, as we prayed about about, man, God, it's easy for us to get into this habit or this routine or this idea of doing when so much of, our, uh, of the life of, uh, of us is meant to just exist in, in God, is meant to just be about this being. is like just me and God and me and God. And so it's hard to talk about you have gifts, use them, and then not feel like, well, I got to do something, right? And, and, and so I, I, my heart, my goal this morning is not to be like, hey, you better do something, but is really to... to, to invite the Holy Spirit is to ask the Lord to just minister and to speak into your heart and for him to just call you up into what God has for you, okay? And so, so I want to just leave you with God's word. This is what God says in 1 Peter 4, verse 10 to 11, God speaking through the apostle Peter. He says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve one another. Listen, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now listen to this. So that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Would you guys stand with me? I'm going to close this in prayer. And we're going to respond with just our worship this morning. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this day that you have made. 
God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for every single person in this room. God, I thank you that you have knit us together. God, that you have made us on purpose and made us for purpose. God, I I thank you that you have out of your goodness and your grace imparted to every single one of us gifts of your goodness. God, gifts, God, in order that we might build up your body and display you to the world. Holy Spirit, I just ask and pray that you would speak to every single heart in this room. God, that you would reveal to every single heart in this room. God, help, help us to find and to see our, what our gifts are, God, and help us, God, have a passion and desire to use them for your name and your glory. God, I pray that, that the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel that, that saves, would well up in us, God, each and every day, that the gospel would be our motivation for our doing. God, that, that, that our gifts and our, our service and our ministry, God, would be for your name and your honor. And God, so that many people would come to know you. That many would have an opportunity, God, to see and experience you. So God, would you just minister in our hearts? Father, would you speak to us? Would you lead us? God, would you remind us, Lord? of who you are, of who you are in us. And God, would you help us to grab hold of the gifts that we've been given and put them to use. God, we love you. Lord, you're so good. You're so gracious. God, have your way in us. In Jesus' name, amen. What a great way to, to come up here and to to um, invite us into a time of ministry. Um, Each Sunday we have a team of people that are willing to pray and to minister. So if you're one of those today, you can make your way down. As Steve was teaching today, I just felt this this just picture of um, a tree. And I felt it just rooted. You know, the roots are just rooted in that gospel. And they're rooted in that love that he has for us, right? And that's where it all begins. It all begins in that rooting of the gospel and of his love. And then as that tree grows, right? Today that tree's growing. In your heart, you're growing. And for some of you, for the very first time, you realized God has given you a gift, And so I pray for you right now, God, I pray for revelation for those hearts in this room. For the very first time today, they're hearing that they have a gift. And I pray that you would reveal that gift to them. And Father, if that's something that's tugging on their heart and they're feeling that they're not seeing that, I pray and I invite them to come forward to be ministered to. God uses us. We're together in this. And it's our desire that each of us knows our gifts. And then there's that group of you. Your tree is grown. And you do know your gift. But you haven't used that gift. And he's calling you into boldness today. He's calling you into be bold. Step out and start using that gift. All for the love of him, for his glory, for the foundation of the gospel to be spread and for him to be glorified. And there are some of you whose trees have been rooted deeply for a long time, and you know those gifts, and you know what? He's calling you to expansion. He's calling you to expand that gift, 
to lean into him, to get into that uncomfortable spot, to use it for his glory. So family, where are you today? Is he revealing to you? Is he calling you to boldness? Is he calling you to expansion? Wherever you are, I encourage you to say yes. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be so, so, so good. Just for a few quick announcements, we've got a giving box over here on your way out. If you feel led to give, you can give in that box, or you can always give online at edgerora.com. Um, and another way that we serve and minister and give in our church is through um, the One Minute Mission, and that is um, a box that's out by the front door where we, as we're going to the store each week or each month, we can pick up something that we um, give to Hesed House, which is the homeless shelter here in Aurora. And this month is combs and brushes. So if you um, are at the store, grab a couple combs and brushes, put it in the box, and that is a huge blessing to Hesed House. Um, we love you. We love you. If you're being nudged, please don't leave here. Please don't leave here not ministered to. Have a great day. Love you guys.